set your system's volume control for slightly above the normal listening level. Let's go. Second level thinking is defined as looking beyond the easy, obvious conclusions. You've got to do some smart thinking. Welcome to the second level. To the second level. A Gal Media property in partnership with Jacob Media, where we go beyond the box score. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's your host, Aton Shander. I want to know who the other coach was. That's all I want to know. Who was the one? My goodness, that's worse. The one is worse than the 21. I see this story. Forgot to bring it up yesterday because we had so many things with our Memorial Day from the match. I don't even think we hit anything else outside of Reggie Bush's comments that we had to discern and go a little deeper on because the headline was really misleading and unfortunate. But... This story, it didn't even make fake news. Mike Singletary got fired from a high school team. You know Mike. You remember Mike. I want winners. 1-21. and And all I want to know is, who was the one? Give me the team that he actually found a way to beat. The one team. This is Hugh level in Cleveland. My goodness. He just left the team. After going 1-21, was hired by Trinity Christian Academy in Addison, Texas in 2018, but managed only one victory in two, one victory in two years, and you are Mike Singletary. Do you realize now, this is a prime example of a man who won't be known for being one of the most menacing, most Difficult matchups, a terror out there on the field, Hall of Fame level caliber at linebacker in Mike Singletary, championship level caliber talent in Mike Singletary. Now he's known as a failed coach multiple times over. I think Chip Kelly had more success in the NFL than Singletary. This is ridiculous that a legend like that has fallen so sharp and so fast. One and 21. Now listen to this. The only other head coaching gig came with the Memphis Express of the AAF. So maybe he was right in that he didn't have to outlast the job. The job now outlasted him. I just want to know who was the team that he beat and under what circumstances was it? Because my goodness, that coach should be fired as well. Beneath the surface, it's the second level, presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. I feel like I have deja vu as I saw this Mike Tyson thing come across the wire that he's been offered $20 million to compete in a bare-knuckle fighting championship match. In fact, I know this has... Come out. We've had this story before. We've talked about this specific story, this specific league, this bare-knuckle championship offering him $20 million. And then all of a sudden the Evander Holyfield thing took over and people kind of forgot about this. I don't know why this is resurfaced as new news. We knew that there was a $20 million offer to compete in that bare-knuckle fight. 
not knowing really who it would be up against yet. Although there is still, remember, with the Briggs thing, this Mike Tyson stuff continually gets recycled. And it's getting to the point where I'm kind of sick of it until something happens, like the MLB discussions. Now, Jeff Passan was on this morning on Get Up, but we'll let you hear as little of that and as much as Passan as possible. And also, as promised, because we said this yesterday as the show closed down, actually, Got Ron's thoughts on a game, flinging chicken, flicking, pardon me, flicking, as I really push the boundaries here with what you can say on the radio, flicking chicken brought to you by Haywire Group. Now, this is everything other than cornhole. That's the theme of the back. We're heading into the summer, if it's not already here yet, depending on where you live around the country. And based on all the videos you've seen, depending on where it may be, it really doesn't matter at this point. It could be Floyd Mayweather hanging out in a club, or it could be Ocean City, Maryland, the boardwalk. All the videos that you've seen, the country's open, the country's back. All this return to normalcy, return to normalcy. You see clubs, you see beaches, boardwalks, everything packed with people, and you'd be hard-pressed to find maybe more than one mask in the group of everything. So, with that said, we're going to return at least to our backyards first and foremost. If you're not there, if you don't, then go to your neighbors and bring something along. Flickin' chicken. Now, this is essentially like a dartboard, except you have these chickens. Up to four people can play. Everyone gets a different colored rubber chicken. They then throw at the target. Now, if your chicken doesn't hit the target, of course, you have to throw it again from where it landed until it does, and each throw counts as a point. So it's like golf, right? You want to have the lowest score, and you want to be able to par or birdie a couple of holes. And the beauty of it is that you can move the target around now. So you can start short, and then you can move longer a little bit. These rubber chickens will stick if you hit it right, but that's all part of the game. It's kind of like horseshoes, except you've got chickens, rubber chickens. Now, I can't play this with my dog because he'd have to be inside. He'd destroy all of these chickens. So you have to know kind of who you're there with. But already I'm more intrigued than Cornhole. Cornhole's played out. It's already on ESPN. We've moved on from America's Backyard Game and try to find something new. Right now, flicking chick. I've got a bunch of other ones, but real quick, Ron, does that – does that add any more appeal to the game that you know you're essentially playing a version of horseshoes, but it's with rubber chickens and like a dartboard landing? Uh, before I make a, uh, a decision Judgment? here, yeah, I got to. You got to see video of it first? Oh, yeah, I'm just looking it up real quick. All right, okay. Just, now it's flicking chicken. I want to make sure you're looking up yeah, the no, right no. word. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, what, what, which, what do you think I'm going to misspell? The L and the I? I listen, I don't know. I'm, you're talking to somebody who can't get area codes right. I've sent you the wrong number for guests three times True. over at least. So I just want to make sure so you're this getting is, it right. Flicking chicken. I mean, this looks like real. It looks like something really small. Yeah, it is. It's for you know, kids can play. Your so kids you can just, play. It's like you essentially you're shooting it off your finger like a rubber band. The chicken itself? Yeah. Uh, you might be. Are you looking at the Haywire Group flicking chicken? Oh, there's more than one. Yes, this Whoa. is the. Yes, All this right. is the Haywire. Now these chicken look are, are pretty big. That's why I was thinking you are. You might be looking at the budget version, right. maybe the poor man's. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, we're not we we're not poor <laughs> here. Uh, all right, I'm looking at this age six and up. Although I'm pretty certain a three year old could do this. Absolutely, depending on how good of a parent you are, I would think so. Yes, it's it's got some pretty good appeal to it. I would say that. So what you just try to get it's a- horseshoes, except you have to land it instead of a horseshoe around a pole. You have to land that thing on the the actual landing spot. But if you miss it, then you pick it up. And throw again. It's like golf in that side. Frisbee golf. That's all. Now, I'm, trust so me. I'm, I'm watching the video right now. Is it frisbee? Is it bocce? There you go. Wait. Was that a rubber chicken? Oh, listen, man. voiceover for this. Wait until this we is... get to Yardsy, okay? Oh, look like at Grandma. Grandma's doing it. Everybody can play. That's the beauty of something yeah, like this. Everybody can play. Hip. Well, she's going to do that in horseshoes. She's going to do that in anything, all right? Wait until we get to Yardsy, I promise. Like, let's. What is this? Is, is this a real or is this Saturday Night Live? No, this is real. This These is are not, this is this is Saturday Night Live spoof. Come on now. I'm watching. I'm watching the video. This is Saturday Night Live. Look, I'm gonna send you the link. You can buy this on Amazon. All right, I'm watching it right now. See all buying options. I can get the Haywire so, Group Flicking Chicken available on Amazon. So you have to you treat it like ultimate frisbee, I guess, where you throw the frisbee, mm-hmm. and then it becomes golf because you're just you have to get closest to the hole. You're tossing a chicken, correct? But you keep going until you get it into the bullseye, correct? It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? I'm actually I'm going to play this game. I love it. Now we're going to do it. Now I have. I'm, I don't uh, even need to bring up another game. I've convinced you on flicking chicken. I, I'm, good. I'm not. I'm not lying to you. I'm looking it up. I'm going to buy it right now. I love it. I Man. love it. Live See, on air, I'm going to buy flicking chicken. The power of live radio compelled Ron Culver to go on Amazon and purchase a Haywire Group flicking chicken. I can only hope you out there right. have done the same. Now, this is kind of funny to me, okay? I, I look at this, and it says, see all buying options. So I'm like, okay, what, what does it say? And it says, deliver to John, who's one of my overnight guys. I should see what John's been uh, ordering lately, shouldn't I? Wow, are you on John's page? <laughs> no, I just I just typed in Amazon, and it comes up John. John forgot to log out he of his did. Amazon. No, okay, L- let me ask you, is that worse? Let's see what John's been ordering. Hold on a second, though, before you even drop a dime on John. We're talking about John Michaels here? No, this is what... <laughs> is it producer? Yeah. Oh, okay. Producer John, don't you work with him? Sometimes on the weekends? Yes. Yeah, yeah. John Belmer. Yeah. Oh, okay. JB? JB. Yes. Johnny, two jobs were definitely outing his Amazon purchases. Oh, but, my God. But before that, I'm curious. <laughs> what's worse? Is it to, in a work setting, and I know we barely work, like I'm not even in an office anymore, a studio, I'm at home, but when things are normal and we kind of work in a somewhat of a work environment, just think of it in general, like corporate or wherever. What's worse? To have your social media still logged in mm. or your Amazon page with all your purchases still logged in. Man, I'm thinking. And think of it from you finding it. Like, what would you do more damage? Would you do more damage and tweet something out like something ridiculous? Not offensive, but ridiculous. Or would you go on and be like, hey, how was that foot massager you bought three months ago? Yeah. I w- or neck massager, as mm. they call it. I'm I'm just looking at other things. I mean, he does have some, you know he has a lot of Kindles on here, a lot of books from Kindle, which is good. 
John's a um, reader. I know he doesn't watch TV because I constantly bring up TV shows with John, and he's never seen anything. Yeah. I don't even think he's watched an episode of Seinfeld. And then so, he's also uh, he's got a lot of microphones on here. Well, good. You know what, though? So, I, I know he's cooking up a podcast. He's got a show. Yeah. He's, he's doing his He's he, hustling. He's, he's doing his thing. Right. So that's a good thing that he's yes. buying into it. And I'm hoping that what uh, what is here? No dolls, no rubber doll, well, nothing that you'd find in no, a. No, but these are the Taiwanese these are, baseball these are stadium. The three items that were placed. They were all placed on New Year's Day. Okay. Yes. Of this year, I'm hoping these were gifts. You never know. There's nothing wrong with buying yourself a gift on Amazon. No, no, no. Okay. Do we want to know what these gifts Absolutely are? Absolutely, we do. All right. In no particular order. I'm just going to go straight from the top down to the bottom, okay? Because these were all placed on January 1st. They've all been delivered. Okay. So it'll be on you to figure out what who what these were for John, okay? okay. Yes. Item number one, Tina Turner mug. Definitely ounce, a gift. 11-ounce ceramic coffee mug, novelty mug cup. Definitely a gift. Here's how I know why. Okay, Belmer, no, 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 let, me, let me finish. Okay, okay. Is this uh, this is like a, one of them isn't fake, right? This isn't I, a fake no, no, news. No, this okay. is item number two: Tina Turner Art Decor wait, wait Home Wall Clock. I think the original theme. gift, unique design. Do we need to call Belmer up next segment and get to the know, bottom he's of this? Probably sleeping. Item number three: Tina Turner Ultra Soft Micro Fleece Throw Blanket for Couch or Living Room. Warm Winter Fall Plush Blankets for Men, Women, Kids. Okay, well. I think we can narrow it down to two things. One, he knows is, a Tina Turner fan. Yes, in his family, I'm guessing, or maybe it's like his girlfriend's mom, something like that, right? I doubt he's dating somebody who's that a gigantic. Somebody, he's may, a younger guy. Was this a? This wouldn't be a Valentine's Day gift, right? Because the last one was delivered January 31st. Mm, no, I They're remember. They're all delivered in January. Sometimes so. things take a little bit, even if it has. To, if it's no, back ordered, ordered, but they were ordered on New Year's Day. No, I know, but even still, like some one of those things you said was delivered late, right? Later? No, they were all ordered New Year's Day. One was de- uh, one was delivered on the thirteenth, one on the seventeenth, and one on the thirty first. So they all yeah. were ordered the same time, depending on when they came out. So that's why I was wondering. I mean, was he just thinking ahead of time and got got Valentine's Day gifts a month ahead of time? Could Maybe be birthday. Mom or grandma? Yeah, it could aunt, be mom or cousin, aunt, grandma's birthday. Now yeah. the other thing is he might be. And I, I don't want to use the term closet because there should be no shame involved in this at all. No, because Tina he, rocks. Yes, he might be in the – what if he's in the Tina Turner what? fan club? But that seems a little excessive, don't you think, though, to have those three items, a clock and a – Well, they're all different. It's not like you're buying four different versions of Tina's mug on a mug. True. Right? All right. True, so, hopefully. Yeah, exactly. Maybe he's adding to his collection. We don't know. No bobblehead? No Tina Turner bobblehead in that? No, no bobbleheads. All right. Well, maybe he already has the bobbleheads. I don't know. I'm going to put this out on Twitter as well. I'm going to tag you in the break. At Ron Culver, two ends, at Shander Show. We're live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Shander Show. And, of course, your phone number is 800-224-2004. What's worse, staying logged in in your social media account at work or having your Amazon page with all your purchases still logged in? Now, do, do I do him a solid? Do I log out of his account? Yeah, after we – we had to have done this first. Well, no, yeah. 
That's no, all. That's a given. The, yeah, this is the equivalent of tweeting something out to John's account if he left it hey, open. Listen, I'm not ordering anything from his account. All right, I'm not going to use his credit card info. I'm not going to give that on an air. I just had to expose the Tina Turner fanboy that he is. I love it. I love it. All right, we're going to hear from Jeff Passan coming up next. And wait until you hear what Stephen Ross in Miami has to say about the NFL season, all here on the second level. Dealing with the root of the issues, it's the second level, presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. I think definitely there will be a football season this year. The real question is, will there be fans in the stadium? Well, that was Stephen Ross this morning, the Miami Dolphins owner on CNBC. And that's coupled with a report that came out. It wasn't necessarily even a report so much as NBC Sports relaying the words of Troy Vincent, former Philadelphia Eagle. Troy Vincent, executive vice president now of football operations. He told NBC Sports straight up, the NFL fully intends on staging games in front of packed stadiums, quote, until the medical community tells us otherwise. However, he does caution, quote, remember, we're talking about August, September, so there's a lot that can happen here. Stephen Ross says it this morning. Troy Vincent backs it up and pushes it a little further towards the center of the table last night. And now we have, looking at all over the country, constant videos that pop up from people that you know and Floyd Mayweather to people that you have no idea who they are walking up and down in Atlantic City or Ocean City, Maryland boardwalk. It looks as if things are back to normal until we're told otherwise as a result of data, like spikes, like worsening of cases, things that we don't want to see. Now, it wouldn't be a jump or a shock if we got that data coming in over the next couple of weeks as a result of what we've seen over the weekend. And the long weekend that started because we've been quarantined and working at home, if you're still working, hopefully, since like Thursday. So, yes, from bars, clubs, to beaches, boardwalks, to an empty lot up in North Philadelphia that made news last night because 200, 250 people went out to an empty lot, hired a DJ, hired two security guards, and, of course, two people ruined it from the rest of everybody because they got into a fight, cops were called, and then... This thing went viral, much like the Floyd Mayweather in the club in Arizona went viral, much like the videos in Houston, much like the videos in OCMD, much like the videos in Atlantic City, much like the videos in California, wherever it is, we've seen videos of people out and about doing stuff, not a speedway, the NASCAR opening, nothing, no masks, nothing like that. And this is not a judgmental statement because I don't know what's going to happen. I can't tell you what's going to happen. Data could come back and say, Man, we lucked out. Data could come back and say, we can return. Stadiums are open. You survive the beach. You can survive Lincoln Financial Field. You can survive a stadium. The NFL, don't mistake what the NFL is doing, and Troy Vincent said it more so than Stephen Ross. Stephen Ross says, and if you want to further the quote, right now, today, we're planning to have fans in the stadium. 
But I think the NFL is looking at and is very flexible so that we will be able to start on time and bring that entertainment that is so needed for all of us in this country. It's really difficult to separate what we've been seeing on social media and the news from what we're hearing from sports personalities, people in and around sports. Troy Vincent, Stephen Ross, you want to add Charles Barkley? Go ahead and do it. He was on the Paul Feinbaum show. Quote, we're going to make a decision in the next week. I'm 100% sure we're going to play. I know my friends in Major League Baseball are going to play. I think that Hockey League is going to play. Barkley continued citing his sources. I do know this. Talking to my bosses at Turner, we're going to play basketball. It's just going to be in Florida. That's the Keith Smith idea. And Vegas or just Florida. There is no indication whatsoever in our society, even from America's favorite TV doctor to America's least favorite person on TV, given dresses and everything else. Nothing. No extremes between the two have indicated that sports won't return. In fact, one of the most heavily quarantined states, one state that was hit and decimated in the north part and not so much at all in the southern part, has now reopened for sports teams in New Jersey. So the Governor Murphy has allowed now sports teams to resume practicing, which is gigantic. And you can look at it maybe one of two ways or two ways that kind of melt together. First, there is enough data. Hopefully, I'm hoping, I am just hoping that this is factoring into the decision. That there is enough data, there is enough in front of him that says, okay, we can allow individual workouts, we can allow teams to come back, we can allow scrimmages, we can now allow interaction between smaller groups, that being players, NFL, NBA, MLB, players. That's the first thing is you would hope it's motivated by health and data and science. The second is we know there's no hope here about it. This is a fact. We know they're motivated by money. We know they're motivated by empty training facilities and teams that the state is very familiar with and roots for. Remember, southern Jersey is essentially Philadelphia. Northern Jersey is New York City. So all of those Jets and Giants fans can't just be in Long Island. It's not just Jake Asman and his community that's supporting the Giants or Jets in Jake's stance. There are plenty of people in North Jersey. There are plenty of people all the way down to Trenton that are diehard, loyal Jets and Giants fans because they play in their state. But you heard rumors about, well, the Jets and Giants can just move up to New York. They can just travel up to Orchard Park and hang out with the Bills, if need be. And I can tell you this, the Sixers are getting antsy as well. Because the Sixers have this multi-million dollar training facility that they built up in Camden, New Jersey, which is literally steps from the bridge, right over the uh, Ben Franklin Bridge. And that is still connected to New Jersey. So while other teams are gearing up, individual workouts are allowed where you can in states return to some sense of work or normalcy. Sixers on the southern part, Jets, Giants, northern part, looking around like, okay, we're going to have to go. We're going to have to get out. You remember how fast things turned around in California? 
two big threats to California. First, Elon Musk. Now, he was a squeaky wheel, but he was upset because all of his competitors up in Michigan were allowed to go back to work and do what he wanted. Regardless of whether the practice was right or wrong by Musk, he threatened to bounce. That right there was a key indicator that money would be lost. And oh, by the way, all three football teams are rumored to be playing and practicing at least, if not playing, in Las Vegas. Huge revenue loss. So you work around it. You may not be ready to open up a highly dense population, an area that has a ton of people, but if it means not losing a ton of money, then you reopen the stadiums. Is there any doubt right now? Let's start there. Is there any doubt right now that outside of all the bureaucracy and the nonsense that's going to be figured out, Major League Baseball doesn't return? That the NBA does not return? NHL and NFL? I mean, think about it. We would have to have, and I'm not hoping or praying for this. In fact, I'm hoping and praying for the opposite based on what I've seen throughout social media over the weekend. But we would have to have major setbacks specifically in areas that have reopened. Whether or not you believe the numbers that have come out, whether or not you think they're fudged or not, it would have to be significant setbacks to where we would almost be back to a second surge in hospitals, one that we as a country successfully flattened, the surge, of course. But that would be it, I would think, right? That would be it. Now, I'm being asked on Twitch, Ron, by Chicken170, if I can name one <laughs> NBA player. Really? Yeah. Really, Chicken170. Now, I got excited when I heard the name because I thought he was coming Me to chime too. in about flicking chicken. But Me too. You, you, you have to name one NBA player? Does James Harden still play in the NBA? No, he does not. He retired uh, before COVID. Hold on a second now. That was my go-to. I know. If I, I can't know. go, wait a second. If I can't go Harden, can't all right, go name Harden. one player. And I, I thought Harden. Now I can't. Harden's done. The what beard, about the beard? Still plays, but the Harden man, is out. The man behind the beard, he's out. He's done for the year. The only other guy I know is Theo Ratliff. Is he still in the league? Of course. Okay. Okay. You're See, safe. I passed the test. I was hoping for a flicking chicken reference myself, man. That's why I got excited when you said, you know, chicken. Was the chicken 101? 170. Well, see, he needs to be 101 because he needs to go back to school. <laughs> see, absolutely. I love it, man. Culver School in the Stream. Come on, kids. <laughs> Fantastic. If you're going to come with something like that, make it harder. You know, I would understand if you said, can you name one cricket player, Aton? No. Yeah, see, that that's more like it. Right. One Australian rules football player, Aton. Mm, how about John Smith? Probably right. I have no clue. See? There's, there has to be one John Smith. Pick the most Australian name possible. And go I don't with even. It. What would be an Australian name? What was Crocodile Dundee's Mick, name? Mick, Mick Dundee. Yeah, but isn't Mickey? It's Mickey. Mickey? No, Mick. Mick was short for Mickey, right? I have no idea what Mick was short for. Maybe oh, it is Mickey. I M I C K Dundee, right? Crocodile Dundee was yep. Mick. I guess it was his first name. M I C K. I then, thought it was uh, short for Mick. Isn't Mick short time, for Mickey? Then a lot of times you got to throw like uh, weird, weird names in there. Like you got, how about this Rod Larver? Yeah, That's, I can see I that. He's, I know he's Australian. I can it's, see uh, that. The tennis center in Melbourne is named after him. Not Culver, but Larver. Larver. Right. And then there's Yolan Gulagong. Okay. 
She was a tennis player. Well, I mean, we have isn't uh, Mel Gibson, right? Mel Gibson. Paul Hogan is actually Paul Crocodile D- Dundee's Hogan. name. Yes. But th- that doesn't sound Australian to me. No. Maybe I'm just so ignorant but of we could, what an Australian name is. We could name. spout those names off as Australian rules football players. No one would know. Nobody. Paul Hogan about, is a beast. Uh, wasn't, there, wasn't there an NBA player who was from Australia? Uh, Andrew Bogut comes to mind. There you go. See, we just nailed two. That was a two for one. We gave you an NBA player and we gave you an Australian name. Yeah, but we must not name the one. No, that's true. We didn't. All right, here's the thing. This, this question on Twitter, this poll question about which you would rather leave open or what's worse to have left open, your social media account or your Amazon page, everybody has answered social media, but there's something that hasn't been mentioned or re- even referenced that's kind of baffling Ron and I. So let's close the hour with that. Again, at Shander Show, at Ron Culver. You can get on Twitch, as our buddy Chicken did, twitch.tv slash Shander Show. It's the second level. Scratching beneath the surface, it's the second level, presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. We gave you flicking chicken at the start of the hour. Should close out before we get to this poll question real quick with the six die that make up these giant dice. And you can do a bunch with them, Ron. You can play Yardsy, which is essentially Yahtzee, but with big versions of die. No. Farkle. And 20 other games. Yard, Farkle. Yes, Yard Farkle. Bowling or even a friend. You could play craps on your well, lawn. that's what I was going for. There you go. They're all sealed to withstand the elements and guaranteed to never split, crack, twist, or warp. The only downside is you can't play uh, Giant Jenga. Whatever happened to good, fun, wholesome games like lawn darts? Well... We'll get to that though. I, I think that there is a new, there's a newer ever, version. Now, did you yes. ever play that as a kid? I mean, I'm talking the OG version, not the rubbered end version. Well, Flicker, Flickin' Chicken is an updated New World version of it, is it not? It is. But Lawn Darts, that was, I mean, I, God. You'd I, have High Arc on it, right? Oh, you just toss that puppy up in the air and yep. then I guess you hopefully it landed in the circle sometime. I don't know. I honestly don't remember the dart ever really landing. I just remember tossing, just tossing it, it up yeah. as high as you can, yeah. And just seeing what happened. I don't think I ever played the game, which is like, let's see how far we can bury this in the ground. No, but it was just, that was the fun of it. Yeah, just throw it up as high as you can. I can't believe that toy passed inspection, by the way. Not anymore, I don't think. <laughs> no, not anymore. No, but, I mean, in in the was, Nerf world that we live in, no way. That was a serious metal tip. Absolutely. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't pointy. So let's be real. It wasn't a needle. No, but you could hurt somebody if it uh, was you, you gravity. Dent, you could dent a car. You could break some windows. Absolutely. You might leave a mark on somebody's forehead eh. if it came down. All right, so here's the question. Why aren't people, and I don't know this. I don't know if you do either, but I'll read you a, a response to my question about social media. Marco Sands tweets, I'd say social media, people are creeps, could do something to actually harm you personally, specifically uh, appropriate you and the account Without you knowing, you'll get notified of whatever they buy on Amazon, and you can cancel it right away and secure it. Why isn't anybody bringing up the past purchases as something that they would want to stay away from? 
if you have nothing to hide on your social media, like you've never tweeted anything that you thought hit under the radar or would be something along those lines, couldn't isn't that an issue? And I don't know why I haven't seen anybody raise that point about, no, I don't want to see my, I don't want anybody to see my past purchases. You saw that too, and I don't know why. Do you have any answer to it? No. I really, I, I don't know if I would, I guess because my social media is tame. You know, are we still in that childish game of like, oh, my buddy left his Facebook open, watch what I'm going to put on his Facebook status. I think we're past the past those things, right? Yes, I would think so too. But again, people must be really confident in what they've bought from Amazon, and you can buy some shady stuff on Amazon, man. Oh, I, yeah, you can. But maybe they're just okay with it. Maybe there isn't anything that they feel would be harmful. You screenshot a tweet from three years ago, and it's like, oh man, I forgot to delete that. You screenshot the size of your pants. I guess it's not as bad. Set your system's volume control for slightly above the normal listening level. Let's go. Second level thinking is defined as looking beyond the easy, obvious conclusions. you got to do some smart thinking. Welcome to the second level. To the second level. A Gal Media property in partnership with Jacob Media, where we go beyond the box score. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's your host, Aton Shander. Well, I think we found one of the most innovative Yet ridiculously stupid, and I think those two can coexist. Methods of cheating. And you have to expand your mind because the days of Lance Armstrong or Barry Bonds or anything else that we're used to, Tom Brady, that's over. Now, as we are already in a world where we're crediting audio from Fortnite, it would make sense that as professional athletes begin to do more and more esports, and I mean specifically like a NASCAR driver, or in this case, somebody driving in Formula One, e-racing picked up and it was gigantic when the pandemic kind of was at full strength and we didn't know what was going to happen. And if any live sports were going to return, then you had NASCAR venture into the world of e-racing. Well, that's going to continue and only get bigger. But the ridiculously dumb part of it comes from the event that this driver, Daniel Abd, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, ABT, was suspended from the Audi Formula E team for cheating him. It was a charity esports event over the weekend. Disqualified from the online race, ordered to pay 10,000 pounds to the charity, after it emerged that Daniel organized for a professional gamer to race under his name in the official eSports race. And the beauty of it is how he got nailed. Now, he issued an apology. His ringer, pro gamer Lorenz Horzig, was disqualified from all future rounds of the separate challenge grid competition. And rival drivers, this is what got him, you know, Rival drivers had been suspicious about Daniel's performance during the race with a Mercedes driver raising concerns on his Twitch feed. It's like, dude, 
you can't be one of the worst in the game. Like, you can't be known for being really bad with the sticks and then all of a sudden come out and shoot seven under par. Something is going to raise concerns. Like, you got nailed because you shot too high. Scratching beneath the surface, it's the second level. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. We have a guy here in Philly, Dubby, who won the 2017 Madden Bowl. Fantastic. Just and You know you have to be ridiculously good at that game to win the Madden Bowl. In fact, we had a story that Ron brought up in fake news that was real, where the winner of, I think it was the most recent Madden Bowl, was up and dominating competition so much he didn't even throw the football in the final game that he won. I mean, these people are insanely good at video games. So, of course, something is going to be up. It's e-racing. Daniel Abt did not have the pedigree, did not have the street cred to pull off the race in which he did in this charity event. It would be like Mike Trout going up against Bryce Harper in some MLB The Show home run derby. And instead of it being Harper and Trout, Harper goes out and gets one of the best MLB The Show guys. Take your pick, whatever sport it may be. Instead of it actually being Lamar Jackson versus Dak Prescott in a Madden game, Madden once and for all, Winner take all, huge don't, and it was to charity on top of that. Come on. For a charity event, wouldn't you rather risk this for when it really counts your record and there's some bigger money at stake? Ten th- you wound up paying, making the donation, 10000 Wouldn't you think you see this story and it's like, save that. Now, I don't know, maybe this is something he was doing when they were heavily e-racing as well, but it looked like based on the criteria that was applied to him and not really meeting the expect expectations, I'd say the expected result, and then matching that, of course, with the fact that he blew everybody away, it doesn't seem as if he was doing this before. It doesn't seem as if he was doing this at least consistently because so many people were shocked at how tight he was hugging these turns. <laughs> Come on. For a charity event on top of it, you want to add insult. That's just cutting this wound open and pouring a pound of salt into it. Save that for a real race. Save that for when you have to do whatever big leg it is in the Formula E race challenge. There's 50, 60, maybe 100,000, $200,000. There's large money. And, you know, you get to keep that money. It's not like you're winning money for charity. Now, I guess the opposite side of this, as we've torched Daniel App now for six minutes, rightfully so, the opposite side of this could be, and you always have to hear both sides, right? Or all sides, if you will, is that Daniel is such a philanthropist that Daniel has such a huge heart when it comes to charity to a fault He really, really wanted to win this event so that he could be the face of giving back and he could be there ensuring that all of the money was going to the right people, benefiting and all the proceeds to the right people that of needy causes. 
and it would not be some evil human being, somebody that didn't deserve to be represented. I know that, Schreiber. He's fake. He's, he's not who he really is on social. He's not who he really is on TV. Maybe that's it. Maybe he just thought to himself, the only way I could truly make sure that I win and I can get my message of charity and philanthropy across to the world is if I really make sure that I win this event. And then his team is like, well, I just don't think that's going to happen. What do you think, man? I mean, you haven't been placing. You haven't been doing anything. How the heck are you going to win this? Don't worry. I've got a plan. We'll leave you with this. The Audi Formula E team is run by Audi Tuning and Motorsports Specialist Apt Sportsline. Yes, that's the same last name as the driver nailed for cheating in the charity event because it's owned by Apt's father. <laughs> now that is a tail whooping in its own right. First, you have to face your dad. You're humiliated now. This is an ESPN front page story. You're humiliated. You've humiliated your family. Even if they don't work in your sport, your family is now humiliated. On top of that, your boss is your dad? Oof. This kid really should have thought this one through. I don't know. What, what is the end game for this? What is the end game? He did not drive his car in qualifying and the race at the fifth event of the Race at Home Challenge on May 23rd, but let a professional sim racer do so. That's the statement from Audi. And his dad. Unbelievable. Immediate effect. Good luck getting back. At Shander Show, twitch.tv slash Shander Show. You can get us on the line, 800-224-2004. We'll hit fake news coming up in eight minutes. Big story Coming out from Major League Baseball, Jeff Passan on ESPN this morning said, this is the week. We already knew this was the week. We knew that there was money at stake. We knew that that was the crux of the issue that both sides were trying to get past, which is how much money will the owners still make and how little money will the players lose. That's really what it comes down to right now. This seems to be the week in which we'll get a decision. And we now get further confirmation that the NFL is business as usual, that the NFL, from Stephen Ross's comments this morning on CNBC to Troy Vincent on NBC Sports over the weekend, it's all the same. And nothing has changed. It's just reinforced. The only difference is that Stephen Ross, Troy Vincent, even Charles Barkley talking about 100% sure the NBA season will resume. The only difference is that it's now coupled, it's now married with a ton of videos that have popped out over the weekend. To where it's really difficult to think right now that we can get back to where we were, unless, of course, there is some major reason, some major push from a scientific data level in which it mandates us to stay back or go back home. Right now, it seems as if people are fully willing to embrace A, being out and about, and B, not doing it with any type of precautionary method. You didn't even see, like, the bandanas, you know, the stuff that they tell you don't even wear because it doesn't even work. It's just detrimental, probably hurt more than it helps. Nothing. Saw this video of Ocean City, Maryland, the boardwalk. Apparently, one of the TV stations felt the need to send an, quote, investigative reporter Guy was walking up and down the, uh, the strip, the boardwalk, with his iPhone. And you saw hundreds, 
thousand people up and down, jammed in, just sitting, walking, talking like nothing. Clubs, Floyd Mayweather video popped up. There was a club, nightclub in Houston that came out. Other beaches, other areas, NASCAR, the Ace Super Speedway, just full. Not even social distance. And remember, we have been told by top doctors, we've been told by top people in sports, don't prepare at all to be in the stadium. Don't. And if you do at some point late, late, late in the calendar year, prepare to sit three or four seats apart from people. That's not evident right now in our society. It's a major contradiction. Even the belief right now that Stephen Ross still has, which is we're hoping, we're hoping to put fans in the stadium. Will there be fans in the stadium? That's what the question that he was quoted asking. It seems like a long shot right now that there wouldn't be fans in the stadium. And look, I'm not demanding it. I'm not even asking for it. What I'm saying is right now in our country, And I hate to use social media as a barometer for anything, so I won't. I'll just use it as a glimpse, as an eye. And you can double it down with news reports as well that are coming both nationally and wherever you live locally. So it's not just three or four Twitter accounts, per se, that are trying to aim it at a house party in Chicago or a bunch of people on a boardwalk in Ocean City, New Jersey, or Maryland. It's everywhere. It's all over. It's people that look much different from each other in groups of themselves or groups of people that look different. You can't pinpoint this on one group, on one demo, nothing like that. Everybody in the country seems to be willing in their own way to partake in just getting the heck out of the house. At what cost? At what risk? We won't know yet. But I can tell you this, it's going to be really difficult for fans to accept a reality two months from now where they've been out and about doing whatever the heck they want at the beaches, at clubs, on Tinder, whatever it may be. And then being told, it's not safe for you to be in a stadium. It's not safe for you to be in an arena. That's going to be one for the ages to see that battle play out. And we'll have to see what America's top TV doc and others say about this as data comes in. Because that's going to be a huge factor for the leagues to use. And remember, a strip in Ocean City, being out at a parking lot, you don't have the same liability as you do for an arena or a sports stadium. But it is a major contradiction, this fear and doubt Versus what we've already seen. The only thing we're missing right now is data. Fake news next on the second level. So can I ask you a question? Fake news with Ron. With all the fake news out there. Don't believe those lies. It's on Shander to give it to you straight. Three stories, but only one is fake. It's true. I know it's a weird thought, but it's true. Can Shander spot the fraud? Here's Ron Culver. God, I hope he can't spot the fraud today. Well, look, you do a good job of spotting the fraud every day. You work with them. Yeah, that's true. I'm talking about me, Tony, not you. I don't want to be on the morning show again. Hey, why why you got to throw... You can't bring bring Tony into it. I'm preemptively preemptively saying it's not anybody or Jake or anybody else. No, I was going to say, we can just throw Jake under the bus. Well, I could, but you know, I feel bad. 
Jake is back now. It's like his second week. He's still fired up and everything. I, I don't want you know. It's his second week, but he hasn't made it to the second level. Well, no, not many do, including me, of course. It's just a goal. All right, I'm sorry. You ready? Name three blonde actresses. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, Lucille Ball. She's still blonde, right? She, wait. I said name three blonde actresses, not one NBA player, Ron. Oh, sorry. Lucille Ball, that's the mother of uh, Lonzo Ball, right? Absolutely right. Yeah, I thought so. And LaMelo. And LaMelo? Absolutely. What about Leangelo? Uh, up for debate. We just call him Jello for short. We need a Maury Povich test on that one. J-E-L-L-O, Jello. I told you my mom was on Maury Povich, right? Yes, you did. Uh, okay, she was uh, She was not a Name Your no. Father <laughs> no. contestant. It was not. She was a first panel, like first row expert. All right, let's get yeah. to fake news. I apologize. <laughs> no, that'd be awesome, though. Uh, story number one. The Blue Wahoos Stadium, home to the Pensacola Blue Wahoos, a Twins AA affiliate. Okay. Is currently listed on Airbnb for $1,500 per night. The stadium. The stadium, as you could stay there with you and up to nine of your buddies, 10 guests total. So I assume that, is there a hotel built in or there are like 10 suites with beds available? No, they got some bunk beds available. And bunk they have beds? Some, they have some mattresses available. What are those beds that are called that pull out of the wall to save Murphy room? beds? Yeah, well, not paying $1,500 a night to sleep in a Murphy bed. Well, it's not per person. Well, so 10 people, a buck 50 each? Yeah. For, here's the thing, though. How big can those rooms really be? Yeah, They're not big. You got full access of everything around of what? there. You ever been uh, in one uh, of those suites? It's, it's like, you know, popcorn, chicken, and well, onion rings. Sometimes, you know, it all depends on what suite you're in. I was in a decent-sized suite the other time, the one time. You wouldn't live in that suite or stay at night in that suite, would oh, you? Oh, you know, I think I would stay at night in that suite. Uh, but these guys are more down in the locker room area. Okay, so you're, are you underground? I wouldn't want to be underground in one of those stadiums. I don't know or if lo- it's underground. That's a, that's a weird thought, but... Yeah, Blue Wahoo State. Why would you want to stay there? Looks fun. I just feel like there's better use of my money. Well, what what do I have? I have free reign. Can I take BP? Can I do a bunch of different yep. stuff on the field? You can do anything you want. Well, I guess within reason, I should say, not anything you want. Right, like you can't go to the bathroom and you know, the pitching mound. Exactly. Like well, it depends on if you're drunk enough, I guess. I guess you're No, right. they said, you know, you can have an unbeatable birthday bash, stage a corporate retreat. Uh, even hold your bachelor party there, which I think that would be the probably probably the route to go is having your bachelor party inside of a stadium. Where would you have the entertainment? Well, would you have see, it in the is, infield, the this outfield? Is maybe maybe this is foregoing that type of entertainment. Don't you need something like that though to really make? Is it a bachelor party if there isn't a dancer? Uh yes. Okay, I ask. I have one coming yeah. up. All yeah. right, story so, yeah, one. Just, don't be disappointed. It's a lot more fun. I'm sure I'll be disappointed this, regardless. This, this, it's a lot more fun, but, you know. No, uh, it's, it's not going to be any stripper for my bachelor needed party. It's not needed for a bachelor party to be had. Right. So. I just figure maybe on the pitching mound. I don't know. Okay. That's believable. Sticking with the theme of vacation rentals, Jason Voorhees. You remember him, right? Voorhees? Voorhees. 
from Friday? Friday the 13th? Right. Well, he has an all-in ex- uh, inclusive package. All-in package. I'm just going to say it that way. Wait, wait, wait. What? You know you know the all-in challenge? Yes. Okay. He has a, he threw, there's a challenge up there that is to die for. No. Yes. It's a one-week stay at Camp Crystal Lake, a dinner cruise on the lake, and signed hockey masks from some of the cast and crew from the original Friday the 13th. Now, how much is this going for? I don't, it's one. It's a raffle one where you buy tickets in okay. increments of $10. Okay. Or so you they're raising like $200 yeah. a ticket. I don't know, but it's that all-in challenge that everyone is doing, I guess. I now, Crystal know. Lake Wait. is a real lake. You well, yeah, this, but right? it's not called Crystal Lake. No, right? no, it's not. It's like Bada Bing was it yeah, really called so right, in the Sopranos. But, no, but the lake, I think, is called that, to be honest with you. Bada Bing? <laughs> it's something weird. It's a, it's a yeah, yes. I gotta, it's I Australia. Gotta I didn't know you were going to bring it up, so I got to look it up again, like what the name of this lake was. But that's what I mean. Like, it's a real... Yeah, it's in New Jersey. Yes, absolutely. And, and if you've ever seen, it's like New Jersey is such a weird state. New Jersey has a couple of cities that are pretty big, like Newark, New Jersey, and really right over the bridge in North Jersey has a couple of highly dense populated areas. But then also Jersey has like the Pine Barrens, if you've ever seen that episode of The Sopranos where it's just miles upon miles of brush and woods and nothing but that. You get lost in there really easy. Jersey, for a state that's really small, Jersey has a lot of different area, topography, if you will. Now, that's fascinating that you would pay to be up there. And okay, no, it was the lake. I, mean, I guess the lake is called Crystal Lake. Yes. The lake is called Crystal Lake. The camp. No, not the camp itself, but yeah. they're right. But, but it, Crystal but it, Lake is a real. That's why yeah. I thought you said that's when the lake is really called is Crystal yeah. Lake. No, the lake is really called Crystal Lake. It was the camp that um, that they made up. No, the camp, but it's filmed at an actual camp. Absolutely, everything there is real. And the camp is called Nobibosco. 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 It's no okay. hyphen b hyphen bo hyphen sco. Okay. S C O. That's what I thought. When you said like you were making some weird names, like that's what the lake is. No, no, it's no. the cabins. No. Bada Bing is really called Satin Dolls. I think Satin yeah. Dolls shut down. But all right, that's story two, story three. St- <laughs> where where are we going with that? Satin Dolls. Well, yes, but I, I said bot. Okay, in the Sopranos. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Bada Bing gotcha. is the club, but in real life, Bada Bing is a real dolls. club. It's called Satin Dolls. Yeah, I think it shut down though. That's a Pre-COVID. Shame. Yeah, it is a shame. Uh, story number three. So there were some boys who intentionally got bitten by a black widow to try to become Spider-Man. Oh, boy. Is this a Florida or Alabama story? Thankfully, not even the United States story. Wow. We can't even claim this. No, we didn't. It was, What's uh, happening in the Bolivia. world where we can't? Bolivia. Bolivia. Now, so, what, what is Bolivia to the world? Is Bolivia a Florida or a Bama to the world, or is hmm. Bolivia more like well, a South? It's, well, it's down there by Argentina and Brazil. Kind of, kind of tries to keep the peace between Argentina and Brazil and Chile. Yeah, but that's the in, northern part land, of the country. They're landlocked. They are Brazil's uh, Bolivia's landlocked. So, I mean, they probably got a lot of spillover from the nonsense in Brazil and probably. Argentina, right? Yep. And constantly worry about Chile being sucked into the ocean because of all the earthquakes. That's true. That is a very big concern. Now, did anybody actually become Spider-Man as a result of this? No, unfortunately, they didn't become Spider-Man, but the kids' ages were 12, 10, and 8. 
12, 10, and 8. 12, 10, 8. All in the same family? I wonder. All in the same family. So we Okay, so now we know who to blame. Their parents. Probably showing them too much Spider-Man movies. And I also... I think it was only in the original Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, right? That shows the spider... I don't remember the other ones. Like, he already had his powers. Right. I think you're right on that. I don't remember him getting bitten. So... What's next? Somebody going into a reactor to try to turn into the Incredible Hulk? Uh, probably, yeah. Maybe messing around with some gamma rays. Seriously. I mean, I thought about throwing a uh, metal suit together and just start becoming Iron Man and start flying around. How, what would you need? Fun. How much iron or like what? Would, how much magnesium would you need to ingest in order to become Magneto? Ooh. Like, would you have to turn half of your body into magnesium to be that much no, of a magnet? at that magnet? point, don't you just, I mean, don't you just walk around with magnets in your hands and just go, a magneto? Yeah, but you're going to be found out. That's like that driver, man, hiring a pro to e-race for him. <laughs> you're going to get found out. People are going to be like, wait a second, Ron Culver now is, is have magnetic abilities? This guy walked around as the opposite, as a base for years, and now he's a magnet? I don't know if you could pass that. I know there aren't many people in the building anymore, but Jose is not going to – he's going to think something's up, don't you think? He might. He might think something's up. Right. And then he's going to ask, wait a second, how did you get those magic powers? And then what's your response going to be? I put a bottle and a half of magnesium in my body every day, or uh, you got me. Well, I mean, but are you drinking milk of magnesium? Because that's supposed to cure upset stomachs, right? Is that real? I don't even think that's real. I think that's just something that's made up. Milk of magnesia? Yeah. I think it's, I mean, it's got, you wouldn't lie to us. Well, it's a real thing. Corporate America lying to us. That's yeah, not, yeah. that wouldn't happen. I feel like it's a placebo, you know, like those multivitamins. Just, you know, just makes you think you're being healthy, but you're really not. <laughs> exactly right. All right. I, I, I am, this is tough. Story one is great. I think story three is fake. We'll see what John McMullen has to say, we'll recap the top three stories, get John's answer, and see about the NFL with fans next. You're listening to The Second Level, presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, with way more than the scores, here's Aton Shander. Tuesday, Thursday, football on the 40s as John McMullen joins us. At JF McMullen is how you can follow him. NFL Insider, Jacob Media, Sirius XM, SB Nation Radio, and beyond. All right, man. Ron Culver is going to recap the three stories. I voted number three, so just keep that in the back of your mind and... I think I'm on a mini hot streak. I know I got yesterday right, and going one for five in a week is actually pretty good numbers for me. So hopefully I can keep it going. And if you want to ride the hot hand, you can. Or if you want to fade what's normally the cold hand, it's up to you, John. Here's Ron with a recap of the three stories. All right, story number one, uh, Blue Wahoo Stadium, which is home to the Pensacola Blue Wahoos. A Twins AA affiliate is currently listed on Airbnb for $1,500 per night. Uh, so you And you and up to 10 people could stay at the uh, Blue Wahoo Stadium. You have access to the batting cages, to the field, 
no word on popcorn machines and things of that nature. The hot dog vendors. Those are usually independent anyway. Yeah. I, I like I like the nickname though. Blue Wahoo. Blue Wahoo. I, I, what is that what does that even mean? Is that a bird or something? No, it's a fish. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you you know, you've never caught a blue wahoo off the coast of Pensacola? I've never caught a, a blue wahoo well, off the you're coast. You're missing out, man. Seriously. We thought we billed you as a cultured man, John. Now do we need to retract yeah. that statement? Well, a cultured man isn't going to the redneck Riviera. Oh, <laughs> look at this. The oh, shots are man. fired already. Pensacola just turned us <laughs> off. We just lost two affiliates. Oh, no. All right, so that's story one. That's story one. The tragedy. Not as good as uh, the side story from John. No. Uh, story number two, Jason Voorhees. Do you remember him from remember Friday, him Friday the 13th? Friday the 13th, sure yeah, do. The hockey mask wearing Occasionally guy. get him mixed up with Michael Myers. There you go. Yeah, Very good. At least you're in the right place. He, uh, he has an all-in challenge package up there that's in one of those raffle sections where you buy $10 a ticket. Uh, it's a one-week stay at Camp Crystal Lake, a dinner cruise on the lake, and a signed hockey mask from some of the cast and crew, the original cast and crew. And then finally, well, I can buy that one. Story yeah, number real. three: three boys intentionally get bitten by a black widow so they could become Spider-Man. This happened in Bolivia. Bolivia, not Florida, not Alabama. A new contender arises now. In that world. But I don't know. I just, I thought that was, it just didn't seem real after gonna, I thought through I, Well, what one, I'm going to, I'm going to ride the hot hand with Aton. I'm going to go three as well. Because I can buy the panic of businesses putting something on Airbnb. Um, Camp Crystal, I mean, that just sounds real. And I, I don't know no. how Ron would come up with that fake number two story. So I'm going to go number three. So both of you guys are on story number three. The three boys intentionally getting yes. bit, bitten by a black widow so they could become Spider-Man. That story is, in fact, true. Ah. Oh. Ah. Oh. They, uh, they did get bit by um, a black widow. They were rushed to the hospital. Each of them, I guess, are going to be fine. I don't have an update on whether or not they all passed. Or Are they Spider-Man? They did not turn no. into Spider-Man, unfortunately. That, that, was, uh, that was a... Thing they were able to figure out quite quickly. Uh, the fake story is the Friday the Thirteenth story. Right. See, I, 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 I give Ron credit for coming up with that. Me too. Now, where did you did you make that up out of thin air? Did you I, change I had, the detail? No, I had no. Uh, there was no details changed. I had uh, help from a series of pictures I saw with Friday the Thirteenth, where a guy dressed up in Friday the Thirteenth gear touting a vacation destination. Ah, see, look at that. Ron and so takes then stuff. I just decided to right, look at that yeah. and go, you so know, I'm going to elaborate a little bit more. Not bad. But Not you can't spend $1,500 for one night. Uh, but you can stay there for a couple of nights, obviously. But uh, it's $1,500 a night to stay at the Blue Wahoos, Pensacola Blue Wahoos Stadium. That's not a bad price for uh, renting out a stadium for a night. Yeah, no, I mean it's no Camden River Sharks, but it'll settle. You know, it'll do. <laughs> hey, John, I'm curious. Based on everything that we've seen over the weekend, all the videos from Floyd Mayweather to the boardwalk at Ocean City, Maryland, it would take something 
catastrophic, yet also coming from like Fauci, the top people in the medical community, I think, to not have fans in the stands for an NFL game, it seems like. Yeah, it seems like we're heading that direction. And obviously, I mean, I, I think that was the NFL's plan from the beginning. And then the contingencies kind of branched off from there. Um, ultimately, I thought you were going to see stadiums open with fewer fans, you know, whatever number you were going to use uh, with social distancing. But now it looks like we're going to ramp up right away. And it's amazing to me. I mean, forget about just the NFL. You got the NHLs coming out uh, today. Uh, Governor Phil Murphy in New Jersey has said, okay, sports teams can go. They can open their facilities. And obviously, New Jersey is one of the hotspot states. What the heck happened here, Aton? Everybody wakes up, okay, we're good to go, which is kind of proves my point from the beginning of this. And one of the things I get yelled at on Twitter all the time, but one of the things that I, I was astonished that I got yelled at was saying politicians play politics. I mean, that's what they do. Uh, and, and the assumption that things have changed drastically, uh, they haven't. But people are fed up, and, and there's a tipping point. And I, I don't know if it's right or wrong. I'll be the first to admit that. Right. But I, the, the, the tidal wave is headed the other direction now. And, got, and governors are trying to get the heck out of the way. But it's, it's kind of amazing how quickly this thing moves and the dramatic shifts from really day to day. And it can't be good. I'll say that. From positive or a negative sense, however you want to look at this, if, if everything turns out to be 100% fine, this was not a good idea. If everything turns out to be obviously not fine, it's even worse. But either way, there's no altruism here. I'll say that. Well, let's let's look at how much responsibility the NFL has to their players versus how much perceived responsibility politicians locally and nationally have to the public. Because when you're dealing with an individual independent business, like the NFL, the franchises, you're dealing with employees, a lot of insurance liability. I imagine that even if society is either not listening or allowed to be full on what we saw over the weekend, the NFL may still be a little more precautious or cautious, pardon me, with fans as opposed to, let's say, a beach or a nightclub. Yeah, I mean, that's part of it, and that's really what's made it so difficult to formulate plans because you do have a liability and and aspects from that point of it as well, not only from fans, but also from your employees. Uh, I mean, it just takes uh, one negative story, and then you talk about insurance payouts and and payments. Um, They're going to be astronomical. I I don't think there's any way around that, uh, to be honest, in this so-called new normal, Um, but the NFL has obviously done their due diligence, and let's be honest, any business is about money. Um, I'm a little bit surprised, to be perfectly honest. I, I, You know, Charles Robinson uh, of Yahoo just came out with a a source story that says coaches are going to be back next week, and they might have live minicamps by the end of this month if California – turns things around 
and and Gavin Newsom says it's okay to go. I I couldn't even imagine that yesterday, right. even even thinking about it. And now we're here saying these guys might ramp up and be on the football field by mid-June or late June. That's, well, let's, that's amazing. Let's use those two examples. Let's use New Jersey, where you already brought them up, California as well, because – when you look at it from an economic-slash-sport-entertainment standpoint, they kind of merge together. How much do you think of this turnaround with Newsom in California and Murphy today in New Jersey is spurned on by the very real threat that the NFL teams could leave the states and practice and maybe play in another state? Uh, I, I don't think really from an act economic standpoint economic liability as big as the nfl is i mean it's 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 dwarfed by an overall uh state's economy especially states like new jersey and california uh which despite uh, california is more obvious but despite um the how small the state is i mean new jersey's incredibly densely populated there's an, an incredible amount of wealth, especially in North Jersey, uh, because of its proximity to New York. So I think overall, even something as the NFL, I think sort of like a, a, a fly on a you-know-what's butt. But it, it, I, I mean, well, I think, think it, it has this more way. to do. Let, let me present a, a better um, layout, I guess, of my question. Because you're right. I, and from an overall economic standpoint, it's not going to be top three. But – Maybe more from the optics standpoint. Let's look at a Giants fan who lives in Morristown. Let's look at a 49ers fan that lives in you know the Bay Area. They're watching states reopen. They're watching their football team leave to go to another state that's reopened. They're watching parties and beaches and everything. Yet they're being told not only can they not leave, but their football team couldn't even play. Don't, that's where I think there would be a lot of building, if it isn't already built up, resentment that might bubble over. You might lose an yeah, election because there. you lost a football team. Yeah, I, I agree 100% there. That's the bigger part of it, the optics. Because if you're not only, if you can imagine uh, in, in shutting down a particular state, especially in, a, in sports as popular as the NFL, and you're right, the New York Giants, New York Jets, move out of Jersey, whatever, uh, basketball teams as well, NHL teams. And, and they have to – they're forced to go somewhere in the NBA. Let's be honest, they're going to start most likely in Orlando, so everybody is going to be down there. But if you have that dichotomy and there are teams playing in states and, and nothing is really that bad, uh, you know, we always talk about a micro-macro standpoint – Look, micro anybody uh, who who falls ill, anyone who passes away from this virus, it's horrible. But from a macro standpoint, as a politician, you got to make bigger decisions than that. Um, and a lot of people don't understand that. And it becomes incredibly – think of it this way. If you take a quarterback in the first round of the draft, Aton, you always hear this talk about – well, we want him to sit and learn. And then the pressure builds to get him on the field, especially if you have a bad football team. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe that's not the best analogy, but since this is a sports show, it's the one I'm going with. 
pressure, outside pressure can affect decision-making. And the optics of another state doing it, yes, that's going to upset people. Awesome stuff, John. We'll chat on Thursday. Be well, be safe. All right, thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. At J.F. McMullen on Twitter for John McMullen. Joins us Tuesdays, Thursdays, 1240 football on the 40. We'll wrap the show next with One for the Road. Dealing with the root of the issues, it's the second level. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. One thing we'll hit on tomorrow is this idea that MLB records could be threatened if they only play 82 games, which sounds as ridiculous when I say it as it did when I first read it. But before we get out of here, hand things over to Matt Peralt across all network platforms, pushing the odds, 1-4 to four Eastern. We have one for the road. Yeah. Um... You've heard this. Uh, that there's a growing trend out there. I was today years old when I found out about this. Or I yeah, was yeah. X amount of years old. Would it shock you if, if I don't use that term? Yes. No, it doesn't shock me at all. I uh, I stumbled down one of those rabbit holes the other day. Uh, actually, it was yesterday. And I stumbled upon this thing that I just uh, sent you a photo of. You're going to have to. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah. What? I'm, what is going I was, on? I was today years old when I found out. Actually, I'm one day old now. Uh, when I found out about the hammerhead bat, it's a bat that looks that looks like the size of a puppy that has a head of a horse. Yes, is that an accurate way to describe? It looks like a small. It looks dog. like Joe Camel. The head looks like Joe Camel. Well, we on uh, uh, the morning show what, we uh, likened it to. Uh, I think it's Grizzly. Like a grizzly? No, or no, deathly. It's uh, remember the Muppet? Remember the new Muppet movie with Jason Segel and uh, no. Amy Adams? You didn't watch that? No, watch it. check it out. It's fun. It's well, I don't have kids. It doesn't matter. It's the Muppets. Everyone loves a Muppet. Muppets are dead to me, man. All right, yeah. uh, you're a Muppet on. of a man. It's, I am, but I've already, you know, I know that. I that's why I distance myself from other a, Muppets. There was a character in there that looks identical to this. This but, thing um, is. This is worse than the murder hornet. Yeah, this, but this thing is peaceful. It never attacked a human. Yeah, until somebody goes up and looks at it and tries to touch it. It's always well, us who messes it up. It's never the animal. The, that's the real issue, right, is this thing actually does fly. Well, I tell you, we're done. If you have horse-headed bats flying around called hammerhead, I thought we were done from the ocean with hammerhead sharks. This is even worse. You can't escape. <laughs>